Hello, it's me again. Why do I sound like the View Cinema? Low key. Hello. I'm really good at that. So I'm back better than ever. Well, that's that's actually a massive lie. I'm feeling quite bloated today, truth be told. And I don't know if it's trapped wind. I'm going to stop talking. Actually, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to keep talking, but about relevant things. So today I thought we'd crack on with episode three of this, this journey, reading my, uh, quite frankly, offensive novel that I wrote when I was 14. So far, what we've done is we've established the world, if you can call it that, you know, let's get into the lore of this book. So it's set in Bristol, I think, which is a bold place to set it when I've never been to Bristol. It's about these 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 teens in sick form, some in upper, some in lower, and they're a bunch of friends, basically. I'm not going to go into it, like, you can keep up, right? Just keep up, bitch. I'm tired. I can't keep naming them. I'm exhausted. I'm like, you know, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones, where every night she'd talk about all the people she wanted to die? That's how it feels, just listing them off every five minutes. But I get it, it is confusing. I might have to just like release some kind of manual for everyone to keep up. But anyway, there's about eight of them, I think. And it's just about their lives and their friendship group. And so far, we've told Cameron's story, which is basically um, he is having family troubles because he doesn't like his stepmom. And then he accidentally, he basically overdoses on weed, which is, I, I did Google it. It's not really possible unless you take it with other stuff or you have like an, uh, like an obscene amount, like you just eat it raw. I, you know what I mean? Like a crazy amount, kind of like caffeine. You would have to have a, like an obscene amount. I mean, obviously there are health issues with it, but overdosing is... Anyway, you know, I, I never said this was going to be a medically accurate book, so that's what happened. And now we're on to the story of... Oh, I'm burping today, can't stop. Lizzie's story, A Charlie's Angel. Okay, before we get into it, what do we think A Charlie's Angel is going to mean? Because at the end of the day, I've never seen Charlie's Angels, um, the remake or the original. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'm assuming she doesn't go and fight crime. I'm assuming that's not where this is going. I'm not that interesting. Okay, I'll quickly like remind you all. So obviously in the last story, we met Cameron and his best friend, Sean, and sister Laurie, and Laurie's best friend, Maisie, were kind of like the central characters of that story. So those were four characters in the the, the world, in the friendship group. Now, Lizzie, she's, she's like the posh, quiet one that's quite good at maths. I think that's who she is, and I think she's dating Jay. Do you remember Jay the Slag? I mean, there's layers. <laughs> I'm going to try to do a really posh voice. I've already got quite a posh voice, but not posh enough. So let's get into it. Part one. Hello. Oh no, the View Cinema's back. Hello, my name is Elizabeth, but I'm called Lizzie by my friends. I'm not very good with words. <laughs> Maybe this was a self-insert. That is why I'm quiet, because I... Oh my god, Emily, how are you getting this wrong? You're online too. That is why I'm a bit quiet, because I never have the right thing to say. It probably doesn't help that my parents are trying and making me articulate my words properly. Maybe this is the self-insert. Mum used to really get angry at me for, like, not pronouncing my T's. And I was like, Julie, it just saves time when you drop them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The blooms. Uh, anyway, life is good at the moment. I live in a big house, but sometimes that can make me feel and look like a snob, especially as my boyfriend is skin. Okay, maybe it's not a self-insert. <laughs> I think living in a big house, even though I didn't describe it because I, 
I mean, who's heard of description, am I right? I'm assuming it's one of those, you know, those really, really, like, big fancy ones. You know when you're, like, driving somewhere and you end up, like, down the back alleys? Oh, oi, oi. You just end, like, in the countryside and there's just these massive fuck-off houses with, like, gates. And you think, I'm going to live there one day because you're deluded. That's what I'm imagining here. I have a boyfriend, obviously, Jay, although sometimes I doubt him. What? <laughs> Wait. Wait, what does that mean? Do you mean you doubt his existence? I don't... What? <laughs> that doesn't make any... I think she's trying to say she doesn't trust him sometimes, but she says, sometimes I doubt him. If anyone could tell me what that means, please do let me know. <laughs> and finally, I have great friends, but one of my friends, Cameron, is in hospital due to a drug overdose. See, it all tied together, baby. MCU who? I have no idea about his cannabis addiction. Cameron's stepmom Sharon blames Maisie and says that she put ideas into his head, which is unfair. And she isn't allowed around to see her best friend, which is a bit unfair too. Wait, what? Okay, so for some context. Actually, I don't know if there's any context to give. I have no idea why his stepmom would blame Maisie. She's at no point suggested drugs. She's a little bit odd, but she's, you know, no more odd than Sean. And like, I don't understand where that's come from. I guess it's just to, you know, forward the plot, but that is random as fuck. <laughs> that is so random. Why am I getting annoyed? I wrote it. That is where I am now. I took the afternoon of college to see him. Most of last week I spent consoling Laurie. It has been five days. This is Monday, and he has been here since Thursday evening. Thank you so much for the clarification. And I feel like that is a good example of how I was so desperately trying to get 50,000 words. I didn't describe what the big house looked like so I could make it more, you know, realistic. But instead, I specified which five days it had been. He still hasn't woken up. We are hoping for him and praying. Well, I am praying because I believe in God. <laughs> sure he forgives Cameron for all his minor sins <laughs> why why on God's green earth did I have to make this religious I mean first things first I don't believe in God particularly I'm agnostic so I don't understand like and I feel like I don't think this is gonna play a part at all in the story as far as I remember so why did I just make a I guess like depth but like that's so random and the fact that she feels the need to say that Cameron committed minor sins? Weird. Your friend's in hospital and all you're thinking is, well, at least God forgives him for his sins. <laughs> the nurse lets me into the room where Cameron is staying. He's just lying there, so lifeless. <laughs> well, what did you expect him to do? A jig? He's in a coma! I'm used to seeing him up and about. I place the chocolate and card I brought him on the slide table next to the other lovely gifts and get all the soon cards people have gotten him. Okay, a few things. Why would you get perishables? I mean, I guess chocolate is kind of long-lasting, but, like, you don't know when he's going to wake up. I mean, not to be, like, morbid. But then again, like, what are you going to get? Flowers? They would definitely decay. You know what? Chocolate's a good choice. Well done. I, I take it all back. God, I really did a 180 there. I'm particularly moved by a card from Laurie, which had a picture on the front of them as babies, and in the card it only read sorry. I don't know what that means, but I'm not going to pry into it. We love a queen that minds her business. <laughs> we love people that mind their business here. I appreciate her. I don't really know what to do, so I sit rather awkwardly by his bedside. I was hoping he was going to move or wake up, but he doesn't. 
I think of maybe talking to him, but as per usual, I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, babe. But also, yeah, that is really awkward. Like, imagine, like obviously, in this scenario, I get why you're there. But it's like, imagine if you walked into your mate's room while they were sleeping. What would you do? I mean, don't answer that. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, what if you were made to go stand in a room where your friend was sleeping? It's really awkward, isn't it? Because like, do I just go on my phone? Like, yeah, no, I agree. That is awkward. About 10 minutes later and my phone starts to ring. It's my Bojay. <laughs> Wait, Bojay? <laughs> it was Bojay. Wait, I feel like I've done something bad here. Bojay. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a character from Battlestar. You know what? We don't need to get into that. Hello, I say down the phone. What's... <laughs> I, can't, I can't get through this, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm actually going to be sick. Okay, get it together. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. What's up, beautiful? He says. How do you know I look beautiful? I just know. I'm sure you say that to everyone. Not everyone. Just most people. (laughs) Okay, one, kind of funny line. But two, like, I guess people talk like that, but not... I don't really know how relationships work, so could someone tell me if that's realistic? Like, would someone actually say that? Because I've just given myself the biggest ick. (laughs) Like, I wrote this. Not everyone, just most people, he replies cheekily. Cheekily, is that a word? Ah, it is now. He says things like this a lot. Sometimes I think he's only in it for the money. Oh, Jesus. The only compliment he makes to me is how beautiful I look, and he is constantly trying to kiss me. Sometimes I think the only person he cares about is himself. But I love him anyway, and I'm pretty sure he loves me too, although he would never admit it. Babes! Oh my god, babes, get out. I don't mean to be that person that the immediate they see some kind of relationship issue, they're just like, dump them. But at the end of the day, right, if you think he's just in it for the money and all he does is tell you look beautiful and try to kiss you when you want some meaningful connection, just leave him. God, I don't know, man. I don't think he's ready for anything serious and I feel like you are. I feel like maybe it's, it's, it's time to part ways. Why did you ring, I ask. Just want to talk. What have you done this time? I try and say sarcastically, but it comes out a bit too seriously. Ooh, let me retry that. What have you done this time? Chill, he says. I haven't done anything. Why, don't you trust me? Do you really want me to answer that? Anyway, we all go to the cake retreat at three. Want to come? Why not? See you then. See you later, beautiful. Usually our conversations last longer because I usually ring him up as my parents can afford a big phone bill. She keeps flexing her wealth, which is kind of gross. I guess, I feel that's like accurate though. Like if you had the money to call someone up, you'd be like, okay, I will call you. So at least they're like, what's the word? Like when you're not like financially equal, you don't split the bill 50-50. You do it based on like how much money you have. I wait for my mum in the hospital car park. I like to think I'm rather close to my parents, even though they are really embarrassing. My mother pulls up beside me in a fancy brand new new Rolls Royce. Oh my god. Get in, darling. You are so embarrassing, I stammer. Lol, she says. Wait, would she say lol or lol? Lol, she says. Lol, I can feel my face going red. I get in the car and we talk about Cameron and other things. Okay, saying lol is kind of embarrassing, but she was on her own. It's not like there were other people there... You know what? We'll move on. Parents are embarrassing. I get it. By the way, I'm going to the cake retreat at three, I say. You lot should really go somewhere a bit more classy, you know. If it was up to her, we would all be dining in a fine restaurant every day. I think that she sometimes forgets that some of my friends cannot afford expensive things. 
Anyway, that is fine. Would you like me to drive you there? You could tell that I don't really know how posh people properly talk because all I've done to make them posh is to avoid, what's it called, abbreviations. So instead of saying, that's fine, she says, that is fine. And I'm like, yes, so posh. Downton Abbey who? Like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'll walk. It's only 15 minutes. I don't dislike the car. It's just that, oh my God, she's got like a full on list here. Oh no, there's only two points. Okay, it's still a list though. Lists are lists. No matter how long. Size doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, one, my family is really embarrassing. And two, I like doing exercise, which I know is a bit weird for someone of my age. Is it though? The loads of kids are sporty. Loads of kids are... That's not weird. And I'm on the girls' hockey team with Michaela. Of course she's on the girls' hockey team. I was writing posh people stereotypes before I even knew them. (laughs) Don't forget our fiasco... I'm sorry? Well, one second. I've written a different language here. Don't forget our fiasco de la barbecue. (laughs) That's not a thing. At 4.30 sharp, will you bring Jay? I'm sorry, I'm still laughing about fiasco de la barbecue. Sounds like a drag queen. (laughs) I will ask him, but I am not sure it is his sort of scene. We arrive at home to an empty house. Oh, that's quite sad. My dad is at work and I'm an only child. Our house is very big. You keep saying that, girl. I feel like you're compensating for something. It has a huge drive and a huge garden, but with no one to play with. It gets lonely sometimes. Oh, that is quite sad. Yeah, that is quite sad. I'll let it slide. I walk into my colour-coordinated purple and white bedroom. I am so spoilt. Well, <laughs> whoa, at least she's self-aware. Bloody hell. I put a bit of money into my Radley bag and put on my Beyonce perfume, which is located on my dressing table next to a framed picture of Jay and I. Oh, girl, she really said fashion. <laughs> I grab my Hollister coat. Do you see what I mean? It's stuff that I thought was posh at the time, like Hollister, because it was expensive. So I was like, Hollister's like super posh, isn't it? I know nothing. <laughs> I grab my Hollister coat slash jacket thing. <laughs> Emily, you couldn't have just Googled a type of jacket. Jesus Christ. I mean, nothing's really happened so far. We've established that Cameron is still very much in a coma. And all their friends are still addicted to cake. Also that Lizzie's quite a sad individual in the sense that she feels quite lonely. And she her boyfriend's probably cheating on her. He sounds like a dick. So, you know, we're, we're out of place. When I get there, it is almost bare as per usual. It is quite a modern place with a colour scheme of blue, green and white. We usually sit in the far corner of the comfortable blue sofas, which have white fluffy pillows, which frequently ends in pillow fights. Everyone except Laurie is at the cake retreat when I arrive, and they are all eating except Bella. Nathan and Maisie both have bruises on their faces. Do they have a fight with each other? That would be a bit unusual. I am concerned. Did I write that they had a fight with each other? But like, in a way that the fight has happened and they've made up. Like, because what would be the point? (laughs) What have I done there? I'm scared to find out. Are you guys okay? I say. Yeah, we are fine. I zone out after that because I notice Jay is snuggling, laughing and showing off with Bella. I calmly sit down, but I can feel a little green monster inside getting angry. Oh my god, you know that advert for like bacteria in the toilet? That's what I'm imagining. Getting rid of bacteria, that is, not just advertising bacteria, but that's what I'm imagining. Anyway, if I was Michaela, I would have snapped, but I'm not. It's just a bit of harmless flirting, but he does it all the time. After we all get chatting about stuff, Laurie enters in a very tightly fitting peplum dress. Oh, so I can Google a type of dress, but I can't Google a type of jacket, sure. You've got some competition, sir. 
Jace says, smacking Laurie on the butt. I nodded in sort of agreement, but I have had enough. He went too far, a long time ago, but now I need to take action. <laughs> She's going to kill him. Okay, I think I just brushed past really quickly the fact that Jay just smacked Laurie on the butt. Jay's an actual predator. Lock him up. Lock him up. I'm not going to break up with him because he just smacked someone on the bum. You should, though. <laughs> like, like, babies, you should, though. I'm breaking up with him for the other countless times he's smacked someone on the butt. <laughs> I swear the only person he doesn't flirt with is me and Maisie. <laughs> Maisie, babe. Although I'm pretty sure he loves Maisie, as they are quite close. And probably the person he cares about the least. Oh, girl. Yeah, get out of there, please. I should have guessed from the start, really. Why would someone like him go for someone like me? I have no redeeming qualities. He's a really cool, popular guy, and I'm a loser. Oh, my God. The self-victimisation, but also, I feel you, girl. I guess I thought it was a bit like a fairy tale, but I couldn't be, it couldn't be further from it. I guess the reason I kept with him through all the lies and cheating is because I thought I deserved it, and that he deserved someone, anyone that isn't me. But I can't deal with it any longer, even if it does make hanging out with my friends a lot more awkward. End of part one. So, have they broken up? Or is she about to break up with him? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to leave it for this this episode because I feel like it's a bit too long. But uh, so are they about to break up? Because I think she should. I do think that's climactic. I think she just should. Yes, it's kind of awkward when friends in your group break up. But he is kind of a knob. And also, her friends sound like dickheads. If my friend was flirting, like really, I like what I like about this is at no point do I blame like the the gal friends in the context. I'm never like Michaela, stop you know snuggling and laughing even though to be honest that is dodge and she absolutely shouldn't but i like that i've always just blamed jay and i really fucking respect that i don't respect myself for much but i respect that i didn't accidentally internalize misogyny there i was like nope jay's the villain although the real michaela should not be doing that that's what i'm saying maybe her friends are also shit <laughs> and if she wasn't so lonely i would say get new friends but it's, it's a tough world but anyway i'm gonna leave it there um tune in next week to find out if they do indeed break up and what that means for everyone else. I, there's not much of a cliffhanger to this one, to be honest. But that's the joy of life, isn't it? Sometimes it is just boring as fuck.